Thank you for listening to this week's message from New Day Community Church in Vandalia. We hope this message encourages and blesses you. Look us up and contact us at newdaycommunity.org. Morning, everyone. It's uh, great to be here with you today. Um, it's been kind of a roller coaster time here in the States. Uh, we planned this trip months ago, uh, not knowing the things that would happen while we were here. Um, my son graduated. Uh, maybe you know him, Daniel. Uh, he graduated from Western Michigan. Uh, my daughter's pregnant, and so they had a big baby shower for her uh, while we were here, and that was great just to be there together. And they'll, they'll probably have another baby shower later in closer to her birth time. But then also, uh, unknowingly, my, my father passed away on Mother's Day, and so um, when we came, we spent a lot of time just uh, being with my dad, and that was good. You know, I'm glad that God just was so, so, I don't know the words to say that. It was just so great that even though we had planned this trip so far in advance, but yet God knew, and, and on Mother's Day, my, my mom said, my dad had been talking about wanting to go and see his mother, who's already gone off to heaven. And so on Mother's Day, my, my mom said, you can go see your mom today. It's Mother's Day. You can go see your mom. And he just quietly, with a little smile on his face, he passed away and went to go see his mom in heaven. And uh, so that was just, uh, and then we had a memorial service yesterday, and uh that was great just to see him honored and so many people who came and to see my long-lost cousin Al. And <laughs> so this trip was has just been a roller coaster up and down, but um, just this morning's worship, that worship was really great, just brought us into the presence of God, and I was just so encouraged and so refreshed by the worship this morning. So thank you, worship team. Um, is the PowerPoint ready? Okay. Okay. So I'll just introduce you a little bit to my family. Uh, this is my wife, and she is here. Can you stand up and show your real face to everyone? <laughs> um, and then, uh, as you can see, my my son Daniel and my Adrian, who got, takes after me, who loves ice cream. And uh, her husband, Aaron, and I think they were here last week, was that, preaching? So that was great. Um, we heard them maybe the week before, so that was really good. And then also uh, the rest of our family, uh, not the little kid in the middle, but uh, this is Kaku's dad and mom. Uh, he's 89 and she's 83. Uh, they both have Alzheimer's now, and uh, we take care of them full-time at home besides uh taking care of the church and uh, it, that's a roller coaster ride as many of you might know uh, there's a lot of things we can laugh about afterwards there's not too many things sometimes in the middle of it we can laugh about but there's so many great stories that we have that you know and and I we actually we miss them and so you don't miss them <laughs> I miss them and uh, so um, one little story is uh, my uh, father-in-law, he would never come to church uh, in the 20, we've been there 24 years, so almost the first 23 years, he would never come to church. He would never even 
come into church. He would sometimes, when he was still driving, he would drop off his wife and he would kind of look through the window, the car window into the front area, just kind of look in the church, but he would never come to church. And uh, on last year, was it? Last year, September, I was getting her mom ready to go to church and he was standing at the top of the stairs and he said, where are you going? And I said, we're going to church. And he said, can I come? And I said, yes, of course. <laughs> My wife said, no. <laughs> she wasn't prepared because <laughs> he needs a lot of care, you know. So it was just, but we said, no, I'll help. We'll do it. And uh, so it's, we bring him to church every week. He, he claps his hands and smiles and he's just so cute. <laughs> And then he sleeps through my message, so I don't know. <laughs> so I hope none of you sleep through my message today. <laughs> um, and this is our church, and that's her mom and dad there in, in the pews. And, um, and our church does send their greetings to you this morning. And uh, we are just so blessed. Uh, New Day has uh, blessed us uh, for the 24 years that we've been there. Even when it was Redemption Christian Assembly, they were blessing us, and they've just increased their blessings over the years. Uh, we have about 55, 60 members with almost half probably children. So uh, we're very happy about that. Uh, we love touching the next generations that are, that are coming up, and we've seen many of our kids and our teens uh, get saved and baptized, and, and uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, but they do send their greetings. We were so happy to have uh, Pastor Anthony and Pastor Cameron uh, just a month ago, less, two months ago? Two months ago. Has it been that long now? Okay. But uh, we had a great time. They had a great time ministering and a uh, uh, great time eating food. I think uh, we took them to a lot of different places, a lot of different styles of Japanese food and Chinese food and uh, we had a great time with them. Okay, so I think that's all the. Okay, let's let's read our my key verse today for us. Let's read that together. If we could read that together, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Amen. Let's pray as I get started here. Father, we just thank you for this time. Lord, I just thank you for your word. I pray that everyone here today would be able to take at least one or two things away from this, uh, away from your word today, Lord. God, let your word just be planted in our hearts today. We thank you for your word. Thank you that we can know you more through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to talk a little bit about God first, uh, just putting God first in our lives. How many know that... In any way that we can put God first, that's a good thing. Is that right? Any area of our lives that God can show us that we can put him first in, that is always a good thing. We always find blessing. We always find more favor, and our life is, goes much better in every area that we can put God first in. Amen? So why does God demand to be first. He not, he, not only do we want to put God first, but God actually demands to be first. And why is that? Why does God demand to be first? Is it because he's insecure? I don't think so. You know, God knows that the more we can put him first, the more our lives 
will go well. And so he demands to be first, not just because, not because he's insecure, but because he knows what's best for us. He created us, right? And so I'm going to talk a little bit about God first, but I'm, I'm going to uh, introduce a new, maybe it's not really a new principle, but probably a principle that's been lost to the church for the most part of how we can put God first. What does God what does putting God first really look like in our lives? You know, the Israelites were commanded, and I'm, I put that too fast, and um, the Israelites were commanded to give their firstborn to God. Is that right? That was, an, that was a way to show that God was more important than their most prized possession. I mean, their sons, their firstborn is, I mean, isn't it our, our most prized possession, our children? But yet we had to put, they had to put, and we have to put God first in every area of our lives. Um, in America, I think you say, you know, I haven't lived here for 24 years, so I don't know anymore. But in America, we used to say, if Jesus is not Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever said that? Uh, how, what do you think about that statement? What, do you think that's a good statement? Is that right? Jesus put it this way. He said, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. I like his words better. We have to give up our life in order to find life. It always comes down to what we value, I think. The more we value what God values, the more we can surrender our lives to him and put him first. But who we are and what we have, if God is first, then who we are and what we have always belongs to him. Is that right? Many times we like to hold on to things and we like to sing the song, I did it my way. Right, rather than singing, I sometimes we sing "I surrender all." Right, "I surrender all." But then when it comes to our stuff, we like to sing "I did it my way." But really, our stuff belongs to Him. If we belong to Him, then our stuff belongs to Him. Is that right? So the more we can embrace surrender, the more we can enter into all that God has for us, because we were created to honor. God, not just with our lives, but with our stuff, because our stuff is a reflection of who we are. In Hebrews, it says, um, Hebrews 11:6, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So anything that we give to God, anything area that we surrender to God, we need faith, Right? Believing that he is a good God, that we can't please him without trusting him as our, our loving father. So this principle that I want to talk about today is called first fruits. First fruits. And in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, 
So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Many of us understand the principles of tithing and giving and offerings, but in many pastors and many churches, they combine first fruits with tithing. But if you read through, the, if you would look up first fruits in the Bible, you would find that it is always separate from tithing. And that first fruits actually is talking about the increase that God brings into our lives. How do we honor God with the increase? that he brings into our lives. Usually the increase that comes into our lives, we like to buy stuff, right? <laughs> we like to think that it's all our own and we want to just do my way and we like to buy stuff. We like to, to do. It's the age-old dilemma of ownership versus stewardship. Ownership assumes that everything I have is my private possession where stewardship says everything I have actually belongs to God and I'm a steward and how I use it matters to God. Do you know that all the stuff that we have matters to God, how we use that stuff? How we use our stuff... And I don't know if I put a PowerPoint... No. Yeah. This is how we think about our stuff. What does a little child do? It's mine, right? But it's not mine. It's God's. And so how we use our stuff is actually a window into our hearts. How we use our stuff is a reflection of our relationship with Jesus. And so we can have the, the best stuff in not even be sinful stuff, but just the best stuff. But if we use it not honoring God, then it's not good. Is that right? Okay. I'm not uh, teaching this uh, first fruits because Pastor Cameron's in need of more money or Pastor Mark's in need of more money. We're all in need of more money probably, but uh, first fruits is more about the increase, how we honor God with the increase that comes into our lives. And if we honor him with the first, then the rest we receive will be blessed. And so Romans 11, 16, first, first always belongs to God. Romans 11, 16, first, for, it is the first, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root is holy, so are the branches. When we make our first part of our increase holy by giving it to God, then the rest that of that increase becomes holy. It becomes protected by God. Think back, you know, some of you may be farmers here. Think back of the Israelites. They were shepherds. And so the sheep, when it would have its very first lamb, they would give that to the priest. They would give it to God, believing that God would cause that sheep to have many more lambs to make them more, even more prosperous, to bring even more increase. When they, would, when they would grow their grain, they would take a first part of the harvest of that grain and they would give it to the priest. They would give it to God, believing that God would increase that grain even more. 
So God installed this principle so that we would be reminded that even the increase that comes into our lives belongs to God. So uh, first fruit is not a tithe. Tithing is what you what you give to God on your on your monthly or weekly income. But when God brings an increase into your life, then God says the first part of that increase is mine. And so if you give that to me, then I will bring protection and I will make the rest holy. So God uses the law of multiplication in all giving, whether it's of our finances, whether it's of our time, whether no matter what it is, God uses the law of multiplication. It's basically sowing and reaping. What we sow, we will reap back. The law says that whatever is given to God gets multiplied. Uh, for example, when the little boy brought the five loaves and, and two fish to Jesus, it got multiplied back so that it fed probably, you know, it only records the men, but it wasn't uh, a crowd full of only men. It was a crowd full of families. And so they say 5,000, but it probably could have been 12,000 people there that day that got fed because what was given to Jesus, he blessed, and it got multiplied back. Jesus was given to us. Is that right? God set the example first. He took his most prized possession and he gave it to us. He gave his son Jesus so that he would multiply a, a, a family back to him. And so we are multiplied back to God because of the sacrifice Jesus gave for us. So the first things must be dedicated to the Lord. Romans 8.29 says, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Isn't that great? God doesn't ask us to do something that he's not already showing us is a principle in his own life. He sacrificed his son so that we could be multiplied, so that Jesus would multiply brothers and sisters back to him. I love that. Again, it's it's about Matthew sixteen twenty five. Jesus says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. No matter what we try to hang on to in our lives, the more we try to close our fists and say, it's mine. Here it is, God, but yet we're holding it like this. But the more we can say, here it is, God, I surrender it to you, the more God can take it and multiply something back to us, his favor, not just finances, but just his favor in all areas of life. Because, really, the first portion of anything is the redemptive portion. Once you give the first portion, everything after that is redeemed. It becomes holy and protected by God. Romans 11:16 says for if the first fruit is holy the lump is also holy and if the root is holy so are the branches When we give to God what is first he makes the rest holy and blessed And so 
why do we go? Why has generations of people gone to church on Sunday mornings? Sunday mornings is the first day of the week. When we give our first to God, then we can believe that God is going to help us be more productive, more fruitful during the rest of the week. Amen? So that's one of the reasons we go. We put God first by going to church first and saying, God, we honor you, not just with Sunday morning, but with the day. <laughs> you know? That which becomes that which comes first is always is an important gift to honor God with, and I've I've experienced this in my own life, and I've experienced it with my children. What would a first fruit be in today's society? First fruit today would be, uh, for example, my children. Uh, my daughter, when she got her first job, she took her very first paycheck, the whole thing. She did not tithe from her very first paycheck. Do you know why? Because she took her whole very first paycheck and she gave it to her pastor. And she said, this is my first fruit. I'm going to believe that my job, that I'm going to prosper and be fruitful at my job. And she was. She got she got favor at work. She got raises at work. My son did the same thing. And uh, when they moved to America, they started giving. When they got their very first job, their very first paycheck, they gave to Pastor Cameron. And he was a bit shocked. <laughs> Said, "What is this?" <laughs> and but you know, I have seen God's favor upon my children here in America. And I believe it's because they honor God with the first of their increase. And, you know, my son, he just graduated from Western Michigan. He's uh, interviewing in places where I would never dream that he would have, ever have a chance. But yet he's having interviews with like Stryker and, and uh, different companies that, you know, God is giving him favor. And I believe it's because he honors God with the first part of his increase. So increase, so honoring God with our, you know, most of the time because we have jobs, then we're honoring God with our first paycheck. But, you know, you have to go before God and say, how am I, where is my increase coming from and how can I honor God with that? And I believe that our increase, uh, I believe the Bible teaches that the increase goes to the pastor, to the priest. It was always a gift to, to show not only to honor God, but it was a way to honor his, his leaders. And how do we honor our leaders? It, it's, a, it's a window into our hearts of how we honor those who God has placed over our lives. And so we've used, we've had many people in our church, because I've never taught this anywhere before New Day. The only place I taught was at my own church. And we've had many people who, in our church, who would give us first fruits and, and it actually allowed us to be able to take, you know, we would use that for our trips here to America. We would use that for uh, 
pastors' meetings and things in, in other parts of Japan where we wouldn't normally have the money to go, but yet because they honored us with their first fruits, they got blessed, and we got blessed, and we're able to do more things for the kingdom of God because of that. So Nehemiah, in Nehemiah, it says, um, Nehemiah 10.37, it says, To bring the first fruits of our dough, our offerings, the fruit from all kinds of trees, the new wine and oil, to the priests. And then Leviticus 23.10, it says, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priests. God uses the first fruits to bless the man of God who represents him here on earth. And so uh, my daughter, like as I said before, my daughter took her very first paycheck and she brought it and gave it to Pastor Cameron. And then the next paycheck, she tithed from that and gave her normal offerings out of that. Um, but if I, I just wanted to kind of introduce this subject to you and get you thinking about how do I honor God with the increase that comes into my life. Um, if you have any questions or uh, I'm sure Mark, who's you know a great theologian, he can he can he can share his insights. Uh, but I I didn't want to take a lot of time this morning. But Proverbs three nine and ten, again it says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. God is interested in how we use the increase that comes into our lives. Amen. Thank you. Bless you.